0: Welcome to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. As usual, I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're... Max and Nikki! On today's episode, we'll be talking about game shows. We're talking... Your adult-oriented game shows? Or... I would say they're family oriented, maybe, but more geared Nighttime towards or, and, or, and daytime. Sure, but I guess they might be geared towards more of an, uh, a slightly older well, audience. Well, of them are, and we're also talking, we're about, we're talking about kids', kids, kids games shows, game shows, Nickelodeon too. game shows. Sure, um, and we'll be we'll also a, also Fox, actually, if you know what I'm talking about. And we're we're just gonna be talking about. You know, game shows in general. So And um, what 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 are what's perhaps our favorite kinds of game show. What what's no, our favorite what, game show? No, maybe? we'll we'll get into that. You don't sure. have to say that. Um, anyway, before, before we move on, we have some station business to attend to. Uh, this, this coming Monday, Monday, that is June eighteenth, twenty eighteen, uh, at nine PM at Under St. Mark's Theater in the East Village of New York City. We have another edition. We have the next edition of our Vintage Basement with Max and Nikki show. Um, it's, we got a great lineup, including Ronnie Chang, Yamanika Saunders, Sean Donnelly, um, uh, Josh Gondelman, and Jocelyn, Jocelyn Shia. Shia. And it's going to be really great. Be- better get your tickets now while you still can um, at maxandnikki.com that's MaxandNicky dot com, um, and you can find the appropriate links on there uh, if you want it more directly. You could say MaxandNicky dot com slash vintage dash basement, but MaxandNicky dot com will suffice. Right. Um, anyway, uh, before we get into our main topic, was there anything you wanted to touch up since we last did a po- episode? I'm sorry, these episodes have been. Uh, not, not as consistent uh, recently. consistently released as we have in the past. I mean, we usually do weekly. It's just we've been very bogged down with a lot of uh, things on our plate right now. Um, which I guess is a good is thing. Which is a good thing. Um, but we've been very busy, um, you know, and hopefully the things that we're working on will entertain you folks listening at home uh, in the near future. Um, I don't know. There's not much I, I really need to talk about uh, I mean, I, I want to say something real quick. What's that? You know, I recently saw the uh, documentary on Fred Rogers. I did not. Won't You Be My Neighbor. Uh, my overall thoughts, it, the documentary wasn't that great. It was okay. It was kind of boring, to be honest. I mean, the, the the thing is, and I really like Fred Rogers, and I, I've the, the problem is I've seen almost all the clips that they showed on the documentary. I've seen them all on YouTube um, when I was revisiting Mr. Rogers recently, you know, I mean, and I cry, I I shed tear when I was watching those clips on YouTube, you know, cause I hadn't seen them in such a long time where I, I had seen them for the first time, but watching it in this documentary, I just thought, Oh, this is repetitive. And why did they need to make a documentary out of this when they have it all available on YouTube? This is basically was like a doc, uh, like a Wikipedia article, you know, that that's the problem with uh, documentaries on people um, it's if it's like a good person especially I hate to say this but like somebody like Fred Rogers he was such a good person that there was hardly any conflict and with a documentary you need a little bit of conflict to move the story along you know Um, well I just think it it was perhaps unnecessary to make a documentary on the guy Uh, but also they they seem to like Sugarcoat things a little bit. I think. By the way, the reason they're coming, they came out with a documentary though. 40th his, his anniversary. 40th anniversary of his show. Actually, mm, uh, of his 40th anniversary of his show. Uh, that does r- not r- make r- sense. That doesn't make sense. Maybe no. the 50th anniversary. 50th anniversary. Yeah, 50th yeah, 50th anniversary that's anniversary. what it was. But I mean, uh, it's a great show, and he wrote all the music to the show. He was the music is so good. The like he wrote such great songs for that show, and he he played the piano very well too. Um, well, he studied music in college. He studied music composition in college. Um, but you know, they didn't even the things that might have been considered problematic about his life, they barely delved into that if if at all, you know. I mean, apparently he was called fat freddy when he was younger cuz he had a weight problem and um who knows how that contributed to his uh his wanting to teach children, you to know, to be uh to be proud of themselves and, and being unique, you know, unique and different. I like you just the way you are, you know? Right. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can <coughs> probably surmise why he was the way he was because, but, you know, I'm sure. I mean, but the thing is, like, they, they didn't even delve into his child, childhood, really, you know, and, and or his relationship with his parents. And I just thought that was just, they overlooked that. So and, and instead of in, of in favor of in In favor of some kind of repetitive uh clips, actually, you know what I mean, so, okay, we get the point it was a, it was unnecessary this documentary it was it, kind of unnecessary when they, when they could have made it but, necessary. um I guess you could view the documentary as a celebration of this man, and in that sense, if you hadn't seen all the clips before um if you, then it's a nice uh montage i guess of uh clips and interviews. Uh, with people uh, associated with the TV show, um, you know, it was it was kind of a nice celebration of the man. But as a storytelling platform, the documentary failed. But as a celebration, well, a of documentary the ma- doesn't need to tell a story necessarily. Just, uh, but it should be relaying some sort of information that was not told before. You know. But uh, again, as a celebration of the man's life, it's it's a. It's a good thing, and I guess it's worth watching in that respect. Although you, if I you don't, you, if you don't know much about Fred Rogers, that but is, if you know. if you have any inkling at all, you could watch most of the clips that they showed in the in the movie on YouTube, and that should suffice, right? So, in other words, the documentary, powerful, the documentary actually. was unnecessary, right? Okay, I mean, I guess I learned a couple things, but okay, it was it, let's, you know, let's move know. on here. But anyway, I mean, uh, this is not to say that I'm bashing Fred Rogers or Mister. Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. No, I think if it was anything, truly... Nikki is saying that he is very much uh, adamant in his adoration of, of Fred Rogers be- because he's seen so much of him already. He, in fact, he's that such, just proves how you're, he was you're... such a good person. In respect, even, even in the documentary, I will say his son even kind of says, "You know, I mean, what you know, you got to think. I I basically had a father who was the second coming of Jesus during my childhood. You know." And in a way, that's kind of true. I mean, like, he, I mean, what was metaphorically his son, speaking, what was his son like? Well, he had a couple sons. They were both very different, actually. Um, were he, they, like, he also like, had a daughter? Were, were they, like, just, I mean, if they had such a perfect father, like, I wonder, if did they, they explore that at all? Like, his relationship with his, his children? Uh, I mean, a little bit, a little bit. But, you know, they said, like, if he wanted to express some sort of, feeling that was less than perfect or maybe some kind of anger, he would do different voices at the table. Like, he would go into a character, you know, and be like, express his distaste for something that was going on or something like that. Um, Interesting. Well, you know, I mean, I I learned a couple things from from this film, but uh, overall, I do think, like, Fred Rogers very very great person there were a couple flaws that the documentary goes into maybe one flaw but i i it's forgivable for the time that it was at you know that when that show was on on air okay <coughs> let's i think um, we should move but on but anyway here. yeah fred After, rogers uh, good good very nice guy very talented guy and probably i don't think there's ever going to be a more soft spoken sort of nice man uh, and I think we do need a Fred Rogers. What does that mean? There's never we, been we, more of a soft-spoken, nice man. That's such a weird as, thing, as, way as, to say. It. I'm sorry, right. I couldn't. I said it incorrectly, but I do think like maybe we need a Fred Rogers right now. I mean, there was one thing also they mentioned like that Fred Rogers really liked taking his time and was okay with silence. You know, um, he he thought the silence was good. It was healing in a way to just you know. I say it's good to like if if he had to tie a shoe and it took extra long time to tie a shoe, he would spend the time, they would film that and they would just let it be silent until he finished doing that, you know, or like, I like that. And it's, you know, it's, it's a nice uh, divergence from what we fast pace, fast pace of our society now where we're just constantly need our attention to be grabbed. And we are always looking at our smartphones and things like that. Also, you know, he oh, that went into the whole theme of what he was trying to do. You know, when he went into that house in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, he would put on this cardigan and put on his tennis shoes to relax. And so, uh, basically, he kind of wanted, and his the tone of his voice was very relaxing. It was calming. And so he wanted to uh, kind of invoke in people like this sense of relaxation. And that's why he took his time with things because he felt like, why rush? You know, we don't need to rush during this time, you know. We just, we want to take our time. We need to relax. Um, anyway. Okay, boy, that was a long little thing on Mr. Rogers. Took- I'm sorry, it, it, but, you know, I, I uh, not implore, but I, I urge you to, same thing, not really, but I urge you it's to watch some clips of Fred Rogers, you know, especially if you haven't seen it in a long time. It's really a lot of fun, and it's really endearing, and it might bring a tear to your eyes. Anyway, okay, uh, on to the main topic for today, game shows. <clears throat> all right, uh, now let's just get right into it. Um, well, first of all, I, we watched a lot of game shows when we were growing up. I mean, I remember we speci- we, we especially got into them When we first got digital cable, well, we, hold on, let me just say, okay, but that was, we we had, we watched a good amount before that. No, no, I know, I'm just saying we especially got into, I will say, into ones that we possibly couldn't have seen before because they weren't on anymore, just like reruns of stuff, because when we first got digital cable, that's when we discovered the Game Show Network, Network, which is a relatively new channel at the time and we were able to see a lot of these game shows from the past like Match Game and Match Game PM um and other uh, amalgamations of Match Game well and 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 Family Feud like the old ones with Richard Dawson um and uh, boy Richard Dawson would not be able or to get even away the with a newlywed show from that uh, right in the 70s right right it. or the, or even the dating game what's it called um What's his name? Bob something? Bob. The, the host of um, U, Eubanks? No. no Bob. Uh, Bob uh, what's his name again? Euker. Just kidding. No. Uh, well, in any way, in any event, uh, oh, man, by the way, Richard Dawson would not be able to get away with that today. Would I mean, he would kiss every woman that would come onto the show, Family Feud. Uh, on the lips a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although maybe a lot of women wanted that, actually. I mean, that was his thing in a way. Um, yeah, Bob Eubanks. I said it. Yeah. Well, I just was thinking Kevin, Kevin Eubanks. Eubanks. Eubanks, you know? Right. So, anyway... Um, wow, you know how Oh, and old, there was also... You uh, know how old the newlywed game was? You know when it started? What? 1966. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, that's old. Um, no, but you but can watch was, uh, game shows even from the 50s, like Password. You like know? Password. There was also... Um, What's that one? What's behind door number one? What is that again? Uh... What's behind number door number two? Pre- oh, let's make a deal. Let's make a, let's make a deal. Oh, and also with... Uh, and what's al- his name? Uh, Monty Hall. Right, but... And also, which was always a, I, one of my favorite games, which I, re- I remember actually when I was very little, and then when we got Game Show Network, it was kind of like, oh, wow, these are even older ones before we were born, and also from when we were little, of uh, Press Your Luck. Well, I was just going to get... Fun Max, I was just going to get into that. So we did have the Game Show Network, but when we were younger they had a block of game shows that would they would play every day during the daytime, um, you know, in the early to mid-afternoon, and they would do this every day, um, and they had sh- game shows like Press Your Luck, you know, with the famous well, whammy, guess, no, whammy, no, whammy no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, stop. in 1986, actually, Press Your Luck, or so the guess, ori- original incarnation. So I guess they must have shown reruns when we were But they also showed little, shows little. like... Um, like uh, Scrabble. There was a Scrabble uh, game show. There was Pictionary. Um, you know, yeah. Sure that our, our, uh, Win, w- Lose, or Win, Draw. Lose or Draw. It wasn't called Pictionary. It was Win, Lose, or Draw. I no, remember no, there was that. a Pictionary one, though, too. Um, h- in any event, uh, so what's the, what has this got to do with the price of eggs? Um, so oh, it, and, and, and also we got to mention Pyramid, all the Pyramid pyramid uh, games, you know, or p- versions of Pyramid, the $100,000 Pyramid, $25,000 Pyramid, and so on and so forth. Um, what makes it so fascinating to watch game shows? I think it's because well, I feel people like this... have a competitive nature in general and they like playing along with with the show. You know? Right, anyway. I think it's sort of, you know, the those people that are playing are, we're uh, vicariously living through them. Um, and that's fun for us. And we also like to see, I think in general, we like to see people win money, which is kind of a, uh, the opposite of cynicism it's it's a nice thing. we want people to win money, um, and we watch these shows hoping that they win m- the money you know right and we also kind of like uh, well it's also an interesting to see, thing to see I, th- I feel like the game show is it's so entrenched in our culture it, it's really kind of affected uh, you know how you know in a way i wonder I wonder who if somebody's done like a study on that and how much the game show has kind of affected our society in a way um in terms of like us you know constantly having this desire to win money or gain money you know or 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 just our sense of competition you know uh, um but it's fun to to play along too, and to see if especially you can like get games, the answers, and you always are like, oh, I can't believe that guy didn't get the answer, but you never really actually know how you would do under that pressure, especially you know? uh, with games like Jeopardy and Will of Fortune. Like especially Jeopardy, it really is a great way to test your knowledge of of a broad uh, ra- array Spectrum, of subjects. Yeah. Uh, subjects, you know, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I, pe- it's probably the most fun game show to watch. right? I think Jeopardy is my f- personal favorite because I like trivia. And though it's one of the most basic game shows, I think for that reason, it makes it so, for one, it's so easy to follow along and it's, it's basically like a trivial pursuit on TV and I think that's... That, I, I, that's I, probably I, how they came up with the game is they were like, uh, we want to do trivial pursuit but as a game show, basically. Right. And I think it's such a... Um, everyone kind of has... I mean, a lot of people, I'd say, have a, a desire or a thirst for knowledge and I think uh this is basically the test of your your grasp of of knowledge i guess and i think that's and that's fun it's basically testing your it's testing you at home you know i think that's i, I think what's people like about jeopardy so much is you don't uh have to rely you, you're not necessarily rooting for the person uh on tv to win and you're not because necessarily there's having three, to, there's you don't more. have to live by accuracy to them you can actually just test yourself while at home you know yeah. Even though you're rooting for somebody to win, you you can root for yourself to get the answer right. You know, right? And um. You know, it's it's almost it's not even about the money. You know, it's for for the the viewer, I guess. You right, know? and I think if it's you're about, ac- I mean, it, and even as an uh, a contestant, it's sort it is about the money. But you know, if it were truly about the money, then why wouldn't you just go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Like, I I don't understand why. Anybody else would want to do any other game show besides that because you win the most money. You win a, You can w- potentially win a million dollars on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Right, right. You can never win that on Jeopardy. I mean, you you could if you're like Ken Jennings and you've had like 72 wins in a row. But, right, right. Um, I or guess on Wheel of that- Fortune, if you like hit that one sign when you spit the wheel, it, you know, it's like... A- yeah, Wheel of Fortune's, I guess, kind of cool. I'm not... That's not my favorite. I know it became more popular than Jeopardy! But and it's I kind of it's for dumber people, in my opinion. It's like <laughs> if you like Will of Fortune more than Jeopardy, I feel like you're kind of, you know, not, you don't have as much of a thirst for knowledge. Um, um, but, 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 uh, but, you know as, but Price is Right, though. Well, is I was very gonna say, though. The Price is Right. What's fun about that show is is not only seeing people play the games and trying to win money but it's seeing the different personalities on, on that come on the show. I mean, some of them are truly hilarious, you know, and the way, uh, you know, Bob Barker and now Drew Carey interacted with those contestants is is very, very funny. Um, Especially Bob Barker, because he has this sort of, uh, you know, almost he's very robotic formalized, kind of. formal kind of manner and in, in, in the way he presents himself and sort of dignified in a way, and it... It's a great uh, foil to sort of your average everyday man, you know. Bob Barker doesn't seem like the everyday man, right? Drew Carey, Drew seems a little more, more of the everyday. And in man. fact, Drew Carey, I, I think he is kind of like an everyday man, and he's also a very nice man. I mean, he's uh, th- so when they first offered the prices right to him, I was just listening to him on the WTF podcast. He apparently turned it down, but then they called him up and asked him if he wanted to do it again. And the base, basically the way they convinced him to take the job was they asked him, what's your favorite thing to do in life? And he said, you know, I really like leaving a big tip. You know, I, I like tipping people. I like the satisfaction of giving money away to, to people that need it. And they're like, well, what better reason is there than for you to, to host this show? I mean, this you're basically giving away large sums of money to people who need it, you know? And he's like, you know, I didn't think about about it that way before. And, you know, that sold him on the idea of hosting that show. Um, You know, I'm sure he's making a lot of money himself from that too, but he is genuinely a nice guy. And I happen to know firsthand that he is a great tipper. Um, And, you know, he's, he's just a genuinely nice guy, I think, you know? Um, and so I, again, it's the idea of seeing people win money that need it. And that's, I think a desire that we all have. And I think a lot of America watches it because they all, again, yeah, they live vicariously through these people because we all kind of, most of America is not the wealthiest 1%. And so we all are kind of it's trying to make more like, money all oh, the time. It, oh, this, per, it's also this sort of Come, a sense of community too. It's like, oh, one of our own. Is, one of is, our own is making uh, some money. That's a good thing. But it's not just that which is cool on prices, right? I think that does test your sort of, uh, sort of your knowledge about everyday goods and like how to how to, how things Consumerism are priced and stuff like that. So it, yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting facet of of our society that's reflected in the game show. Is consumerism and how, our knowledge of consumerism, how much thing, how much things cost, you know? And also, it, it's interesting because everybody has to encounter that in life, is uh, encounter how much things cost um, because most people that are on the show um, and most people are watching the show have uh, to deal with that in everyday life. And they have to compare prices because you're always going to want to find the better, better deal. Better bargain, you the, know? The, and, and so uh, you're going to know how generally right. how much something is. You yeah, know? and you know, I think that's that's what's fun about it is you're like, it, there's a relatability to it, that game show too in that sense. Yeah, um, And I think, it's funny, I think Ellen DeGeneres had, was doing a Price is Right game uh, with Bill Gates on her show recently, and Bill Gates just was so bad at it because he's not the everyday man. He's so rich, and he doesn't really have to worry about that kind of stuff, you know? Um, he just didn't know how much things cost. Though you know? that's funny. Oh, on a side note, uh, I was recently watching this video of Mark Zuckerberg doing a Facebook Live, and he's like doing back has he's doing a barbecue in his backyard, and he's trying to seem like an everyday man, like a, just a regular Joe, but it seems so forced. It's really funny how like he seems like some kind of robot, you know, trying to. Fit in with society, but he can't, you know, he doesn't succeed because it seems not genuine. Um, well, you know, he made Facebook when he was in college and he doesn't, he didn't really have to. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, that took some work to create, but you know, he didn't really have to struggle, you know, during his adult years. I wonder all, I what think. his, um, or at least I don't think, I, mean, I, don't I don't know, really know what his upbringing is. I don't know. Um, anyway, speaking of tipping, though, I mean, I wonder if Drew Carey—it sounds like he was probably had to be in the service industry at one point, you know—which I think everyone should be have, you know, at least one year of their life. being He had some a lot sort of different of kinds of jobs, I some think, sort of capacity up. of of uh, some blue collar job or some s- service industry job. Especially, I feel you you learn uh, empathy and you learn how to treat people. Uh, with, with respect, you know? I you can, you, you can, but some people don't learn even after having worked a certain right, time, which is I kind of, it's a y- shame. you know, they kind of like um, contribute to like the vicious cycle. You know, they say, they. I think some people who have worked in those serving jobs or those, those hospitality jobs, they'll feel like, oh, I was treated this way, so it's okay for me to treat others this way. Who have you known to be like that? I've served some people who, have quote-unquote been servers before and or bartenders, and they were not good people, you know? Uh-huh. They were not So nice. in the past, you've served some people like that. Yeah. Well, okay, so, um, you know, we got the prices right. Is there any other ones that are big ones? Uh, uh, of course, in modern times, uh, what who is... Who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a million, millionaire? millionaire? That was huge. Oh, oh, that's what I wanted to say. I think um, it, it's interesting, like... uh late night talk shows are doing this a lot. They're playing these game shows, like especially Jimmy Fallon. They're doing like a celebrity family feud or, you know, different game shows, Password. And they're, those are fun because there's no money. It really goes along with this. You just are living vicariously through them. Is uh, There's no actual real money involved in those, um, like those things that are played on his show. So it really is about who's wi- who, who who's going to win, and you're not even necessarily rooting for somebody, but you're just trying to do it yourself. You want to figure out the problem yourself. Right, you know? I mean, it's... Or you want to see if they can get it. Well, know? there's another element, just getting a celebrity to do it. It's just sort of like this, oh, who's this well-known person? How are they going to fare in this game, you know, or something? I don't know. I guess there's a certain entertainment factor. It's interesting it. how, like, certain uh, game shows have gone away. I mean... Hollywood Squares has been on for such a long time, actually. That's that's amazing. I mean, that's, that's a fun one. I so so there's some some game shows that have uh, celebrities integrated into into the actual game show itself. We have uh, pyramid, hundred thousand dollar pyramid, and that that stuff. Oh, actually, um, you know what? Hollywood Squares is not on anymore. Oh, really? Wow. I guess it ended in two thousand four. I didn't really know. Well, that. so you have that. Pyramid, we have Hollywood Squares and we have Match Game and Match Game PM and what's so fun about those games is um, the celebrities that they get usually to play those games are generally funnier people actually and so they add a comedic element to it and I think that's uh, that's fun. You know, you have these people that yeah, are, I mean, match game. You know, I mean, match game. You always especially. have like a Charles Nelson Riley in the corner there, yeah, making some jokes about Brett Summers, right? You often had Betty White. By the way, Brett Summers, you know who she was married to, right? Wait, who Brett Summers? Who, who's that again? She was the one always sitting next to Charles Nelson Riley. She had glasses. Well, there was also. Did B- you know Betty- who she would married married to uh, Jerry Orbach, I believe. Well. Uh, Betty White was on it often. Um, uh, it's interesting. They had... And, of course, you know, Richard Dawson. What's his name, though? Gene? Gene what? What's Gene, it? um... He was the host of... Gene Rayburn. Gene Rayburn, he was the I'm host. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Brett Somers was married to Jack Klugman, who actually does look like Jerry Orbach, in my opinion. Wait, Jack Klugman... Was, From The Odd Couple. The Odd Couple, right. Oh, Gene Rayburn and... Uh, and Pop Barker, what did they bring into fashion? Skinny microphones. <laughs> I mean, it's so interesting. These microphones that were these skinny microphones, I guess, were in vogue at the time. I don't know. It's interesting how, you know, if you watch early episodes of Match Game when it first came out, it was a lot more tame, but then they rebooted it for the 70s and it became a lot more, you know, about having these sexual innu- innuendos and stuff like that. Um, right. It's I, I think also. I think Mac, when they had match game PM, it was like that, like because they knew it was a prime time adult audience watching, you know, and so they were like, "Oh, we can be a little bit more res- risque with these," you know. Well, there were other games too, like Password had uh, celebrities. I'm sorry. I guess you know, I, I, celebrities yeah. involved with game shows has been a big thing th- yeah, throughout man, match throughout game was the history of television. A long time, actually. I mean, uh, I mean, by the way, started it, in 1962. I guess it, it premiered in 1962. And a good example, stop for a bit. Okay, come on, Nikki. A good example, though, of, uh, of how, how far reaching and how much influence game shows has had on our country is uh, the movie Quiz Show, actually, is uh, directed by uh, Robert Redford, uh, starring, uh, you know, your John boy. Turturro. Ray Fiennes. Oh, Ray Fiennes is the main no, character. No, Max John Turturro was. I think believe he's nominated for that his role in that. Or not was, as he's best featured probably. And best, no, I know supporting actor. I know, but I was saying he's not the lead actor. It was he's one of the lead actors though? He is not the lead actor though. He is Ray one Fiennes, of the lead actors. Ray Fiennes is, and also the lawyer or whoever it is. Uh, what's his name? name again? He was in Northern Exposure. I forgot uh, his name. But in any event. Um, That is based on reality. That show, uh, that uh, quiz show was based on reality and it was a big scandal to find out that these people were cheating, uh, you know, uh, being giving answers, you know, and ultimately... Rob Morrow, that's his name. Ultimately, though, in that... I mean, watch the movie. It's a really good movie. In fact, that whole year was great for movies. I mean, you had Quiz Show, you had Pulp Fiction, you had Forrest Gump, you had Shawshank Redemption, Redemption, all, all great movies, all nominated for Best Picture, perhaps maybe the greatest year for Best Picture nominees. I mean, aside from Four Weddings and a Funeral. I have haven't not seen movies, it, That movie's not actually, bad. It's, it's just sort of cheesy, I guess. What's interesting is I haven't actually seen that movie. I've seen them all except for that one. Um, anyway, uh, you know, but, you know, let's uh, briefly talk about kids' game shows because that was a Hold whole, lot whole of I just things. wanted to fi- say one more thing on this, which is, oh, you know, in Jeopardy, I guess they're given a book to study before the night of or something like that. But I think generally they have to uh, i mean you can kind of you can kind of gauge uh, what subjects are they're going to maybe talk about, but I kind of want to know somebody that's been on jeopardy. Oh, actually, the reason we're doing game shows, this topic I should say is our older brother recently had a podcast of his uh, i mean he has a podcast of his own and he interviewed he has two actually but but he interviewed on one of them recently on his podcast called Point of Questions. Um, somebody that was a Jeopardy contestant, actually. I think uh, a Jeopardy winner, maybe? I'm not sure, but uh, go listen to that. I will listen to it, because I'm curious, actually, to know how... I'll tell you this, they, I've always wanted to be on Jeopardy, and I did a practice test that they have online on the Jeopardy website. It's hard. I got only, like, 40%, and, I mean, that's, you know, uh, it's hard. It's very hard. We know a guy named Jacob, and he... It seems like he he knows a lot. He's like very knowledgeable. But I mean, I feel like that I'm pretty darn knowledgeable. Yeah, myself, but, but I mean, this guy Jacob is. No, Max, I know. I mean, no, I don't know. This guy Jacob's like knowledgeable about just like the spectrum of things. Like, no, but he a lot. I, I hate when you do this because it, it sounds like you're insulting me. I'm you know? not. You're insulting yourself right now. I'm saying that. No, but you're saying, but no, this guy Jacob is knowledgeable about the whole spectrum of things. You're. This is a, as if to say that you're saying that I am not knowledgeable about the whole spectrum of things, which I am actually. No, you know? I'm not saying that. You keep bringing up yourself. That's the thing. I wasn't. I'm just trying to say that. Uh, yes, you're very knowledgeable. No, I'm just saying, in com- y- because I already brought up myself. You then you because I was talking about how I took the practice test. You brought up Jacob, and in that sense, you're already comparing. You know. Yeah, but wouldn't you concede that Jacob is more knowledgeable than you? About certain things? I mean, he's, a no, he's knowledgeable about music and, and movies, and he's knowledgeable about a lot of stuff, man. Oh, no, He's very knowledgeable. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean... But not just that, those things. I'm very knowledgeable about those things, too. I know, too, but you know? It's, uh, here's the thing. Our older brother, Brent, is very knowledgeable about movies. And we said, who's somebody that maybe can outshine you on knowledge of movies and he's like I think there's two people this guy Greg Sharpin, who worked at the radio station at college radio station we all used to work at um that guy was really knowledgeable about movies and music actually except for jazz I would say though but um although I'm not sure I feel like but I feel like he's knowledgeable about I don't feel like he's knowledgeable knowledgeable about everything in the movies though you know especially like things that are coming out today well whatever on that but uh and then he, Brent said, "I think Jacob probably he might be equal or might know more than me about movies, you know. Um, he just does, you know. What can I say? Look, I'm not trying to diminish your your knowledge of it. I'm very knowledgeable too. I mean, right? Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, Okay, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, uh, so kids' game shows. No, that? hold oh, on. God, what was I talking? Why did I bring that up? Oh." Did Jacob try to test for that show or something like he that? He did. And, um, they never tell you your, I, I think, score what you got on it. But actually, he didn't get it. But if you do well, if you do do well, then you're put into like a lottery, and they pick you at random. You know, it, it's it's oh, hard. so he wasn't sure if he got yeah, into the lottery. I, I, mean, yeah, I guess that's the case. I, I think it's really kind of hard to get on the show, or you have well, be kind of kind lucky. Of crazy. You have to be kind of lucky in a way. Well, I guess there's a, probably a lot of people out there that are knowledgeable, you know? I mean, that's kind of tough. Well, you know what I find is the British are very knowledgeable about pop trivia. Well, oh, that... Pop culture trivia. I don't know about that. Those are... You're basing this... Nikki's basing this off a game show that was in England. Uh, oh, it was it was about music, actually. Pop, pop music. Oh, uh, what was it called? It was pop trivia? But it was, it was uh, a lot of... The people playing the game was were pop music musicians of the time actually, and they were very knowledgeable about pop music of the the current. It was in the eighties, so eighties music and before that too. You know, uh, it was interesting. They they knew a lot. You know, um, oh no, it was called Pop Quiz, That's right? Whereas nowadays, I don't think pop music musicians nowadays really are that knowledgeable about music. No, I do think the British though. I it seems like. And maybe I'm wrong about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Any audience member who's who's English, um, it seems like the British take more pride and and kind of care into uh, to expanding their knowledge of of pop culture trivia. You know, pop, especially in music. I don't, I don't they, know if that's true. I, no, you're bas- you're basing off this I, one game I, show. No, I'm not. I'm not. I notice that when I look up. British bands they on their web their web presence is a lot greater or they they have a lot more quote unquote fans on Facebook or Instagram than American bands who we think are more popular. You know, it's it's like a interesting thing like uh the Arctic Monkeys for example, very popular band obviously, but they have more likes than on on Facebook than one of our biggest pop acts i can't even think of any right now but i mean it's just it's interesting to think that that's how it works (laughs) okay maroon 5 they have more likes than maroon 5 could be i don't know about that well that has nothing to do with knowledge though nikki what are you talking about i'm saying they they place more value on pop culture in general that's that's not that has nothing to do with placing value on pop culture. yes they're more fan they're 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 more fanatic you know uh, I don't know about that but whatever. Um I mean a lot of those fans could come from America though, Nikki, and all over the world, you know. That seems weird for you to say. I mean Arctic Monkeys are huge in America too, you know. I don't know what you're saying actually. Um Anyway, wow, actually Maroon 5 has a lot of likes. Yeah. No duh. Okay. Let's get on with it. Kids Game shows. Now, this is a really big part of our lives growing up. I mean, obviously, you had the classic Double Dare. Double Dare. Which is classic for everybody, I think, especially when it became a primetime show. Actually, little-known fact, when it became primetime show, the only person who was ever on a late-night talk show that was a game show host is Mark Summers. Is it Summers or Summer? Uh, why don't you look that up right now? Um, because Double Dare became so big... Funny enough, it had to do with like slime and getting pied in the face and these, these things that were just very uh, messy. Uh, funny about thing about that is Mark Summers has OCD, actually. It's interesting. Um, but yet he would put himself through it. It is Mark Summers. Yeah. Um, um, but it, you know, that was seemed like so th- these kids' shows in general. They he also seem, did what we do do, which is not really. It was kind of a game show, but not really. These it's just kind these, of a these interesting uh, these game kids' show. game shows. What was fun about them is they were very physical and hands on. You know, that was the part. That was the deal with these. You know, with like finders keepers, you had to search through a house and try to find these things. Or that was with, fun. Finders with keepers. Um, with you know legends of the hidden temple. You really had to. Do some physical work, or uh, or in and and oh, especially guts. Now that was guts. That was the ultimate like athleticism was kind of at play there. What I really like was I I like global guts because it was like the Olympics. They had kids from different countries. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, back to you, Mo. Take us to the scoreboard, Mo. Mo yeah. Michael Malley was the host of that. Right. He also... Mo he, Moira something Moira or other. something She was pretty. Um, yeah. But the host of that was Michael Malley, who actually hosted a, a game show before that on Nickelodeon called Get the Picture, which is also a fun show. That was a fun show. Uh, um, and in that same vein... I remember vein, that when that was on, actually. In that same vein of Get the Picture was another game show called Nick Arcade, which was one... of. For, for a kid, that was my, well, maybe my favorite game show as a kid. Why? Because, Why? because it, it had to do with video games. It had to do with video games. Basically, we're watching kids play video games, and I like watching other people play video games. I know, but games. sometimes they sucked at it and it was frustrating because you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. But you know what was a popular game that they would play a lot on that show was ActRaiser. Yeah, They would right. play, they that play that a lot. They'd play ActRaiser. Um, but, and then they had Mikey. He was moving along the map. Yeah. And but then they he, had the host, who, who also lost, hosted another show on Nickelodeon, but uh, after that... But but he would he always, always sing, sing along. along when... Mi- we're gonna go with Mikey down to the street, and gonna do right, some Right, when games. Mikey was moving... Mikey was this video game character that would be the character for the game show uh, when you're moving certain spaces. You could watch the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. Or he would sing when they have to go to the arcade part. They're like, we're moving down to the arcade now to play Act or now or something. And um, You'd always sing and along. And then at the end of the show, there would always be like some kind of thing you were put into the video game. Like, you were playing inside the game, basically. Right. And you had to fight against these things. But, and it always seemed like fun. Um, So, But it was probably some green screen thing. I think, like, what is it about kids' shows that there were some more physical? I think, like, they probably thought, we want to give kids something where they feel like they would want to be on this show, too. And the way they do that is Well kids are very sporty and they, yeah, they kids are, are, are very active at, all active active. the time. And and that's uh that's fun, you know, and it makes kids think, I wanna be active, you know, and I think that's a good And the prizes they thing. always gave were not it wasn't money. It was like British Knights, BK Ratch Tech. BK Ratch Tech sometimes. Uh sometimes it would be like a Nintendo or, Ooh, uh, I love that sometimes whenever, whenever they Nintendo was on there, like some video game thing, I'd be like, Oh, I want that myself. But you know, there were different cool prizes, or, or a trip to Miami, or a trip to uh, sorry, Universal Studios, Universal Orlando, Studios Florida. Orlando, Florida, you know. Or I remember at a certain point, I remember during Figure It Out days, they were giving out um, Nintendo, Figure It Out was another game, show. Nintendo 64, which was cool, but I think like. You know, they had the slime involved in these, a lot of these game shows for kids. What was it about the slime? Like, they, I think they thought... Well, that's classic Nickelodeon slime, I think slime, they thought, you know? like, oh... Slime time. Kids like, you know, having cum on their faces. No, I'm just joking. Oh, my God. Nikki. Slime. I don't know. Jeez I'm just joking. Uh, I'm just oh joking. I'm joking. No, I think they thought that they... Uh, well, that kids like they kind of like getting messy in a way, you know. Well, they like getting messy and sort of like, uh, you know, slime is this. Uh, what is this substance? It's, it's this like weird, mud or something. Weird. It's like no, but th- uh, you know, no, no. but slime, having slime, it was this uh, this unknown substance. You know, it's it's very uh, curious, and that's an interesting thing. Cur- kids are curious. You know, gak. I mean, remember Nickelodeon gak gak? Yeah. I remember we would make gak in elementary yeah, school. school. We, we would school. made it make, our school. make our own gak. Our own gak. Yeah, it was uh, cool. Um, um, but but just so you mentioned Legend of the Hidden Temple. While it's a great show, I think it was a great show, although very scary if you had to go through the obstacle course at the end. Like, if you got captured by one of those guard temples, that seems, like, very uh, frightening, I feel, you know? Right. Um, so here's the thing. I was reading some articles on Legend of the Hidden Temple. This is why I think it wasn't as good of a show as some of these other ones is apparently was really hard to win. Like apparently the success rate uh, for the team that went through was, it was very low. It was like an 8% success rate or really? something like that. Um, and uh, the blue barracudas, the orange uh, orangutans, orangutans uh, the brown uh, Monkeys or something. Uh, like Uh, wasn't there like a piranha thing or something? There was like that? the g- green. Uh, no, that's the barracudas. S- wasn't there a silver gorilla? There's the parrots, yeah, right? The parrots I don't know. Anyway, um, oh no, that's the blue barracudas. That's right. Um, in any event, here's they, the thing. They, so they, so basically, and I was reading an article about a kid who was a contestant on it who went, you know, went the distance and uh, they went that they got to the final thing, and she said that. What made it so difficult to win was that these guards could come they, was, at, they could come out of any spot. There was no indicator to avoid them. So but basically when they came out, right. it was like you lose uh you half of your pennant or something like that. And so once you lose your pennants, you are all you're you're done. You lose the game. And right. so if they come out randomly out of nowhere and you don't know where they're going to come out, then... It just seems unfair. It seems unfair. And that, that was the point. So in that sense, it was kind of a bad game show in a way. Right. Know? No, but it was still kind of... It was still fun to watch. Now, what I do have a problem with is whenever you're talking to somebody about game shows from the past, they're always like, oh, what about Legends of the Hidden Temple? And I'm like, you guys are amateurs over here. That's like... That's like the go-to one that everyone, that's like, everyone remembers. That's like you know? uh, when when we tell people we're into board games and they they say, "Oh, I'm into board games too." And we're like, "Oh, what do you play?" And they're like, uh, Settlers, "Settlers of, of Catan." Katana. I'm like, uh, like "That's such an amateur answer." Don't I want mean, to sound pretentious, but it's true that that. No, no. But answer. on the game show tip, though, I will say, "Legends of the Hidden Temple" was a fun show to watch. Straight up, it was. But, but it is the thing that everyone says, and I'm like. Don't you remember any other game? I mean, Guts, for instance, was just as big, I feel. If How, not bigger. If and not bigger. that was it. Yeah, no. Let, Guts was on for a long, uh, way longer than Legends of the Hidden Temple. In fact, Legends of the Hidden Temple w- didn't didn't air that long, I think. It, I don't know what it is about people. I that, mean, that, that I, it seems like people don't really have great memories either fact, or something? In fact, Double Dare is know. probably the best one. I know. It's it's weird to me that nobody says Double Dare as often. It's family Double Dare. That's a fun one. I you mean, know your whole family is on it? Well, that's when I think it was on Fox or am I wrong? But it, I what know. I like is uh, in Double Dare is the, uh, the, the last obstacle course that you got to go through if you're the winning team. What a fun thing to try to... F- Go through this whole thing. Uh, what what and about, they would just get so messy. What about Wild, fun, wild and Crazy Kids? Remember that? Oh, Wild and Crazy Kids. You Omar had, Gooding. Omar Gooding, a young Omar Gooding, who is Cuban Gooding Jr.'s brother. And Omar Gooding brother. was also on uh, smart, smart, guy? smart Guy? Smart Guy, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to say something real quick about Michael Malley, who was the host of Nickelodeon Guts uh, and Get the Picture. He went on to, to star in, in Yes Dear. Yes, Dear the and TV then after yes. that, he was in Glee, actually. He was in glee. He was in glee. He played he made the, a more serious character. He played the father of the uh the kid who was very flamboyantly gay, you know. Uh well, he was in the closet in the show, I think, or something. No. Or, no, I don't think so. or oh, I'm wrong, maybe. I don't know. Max never watched the show. I seen an episode or two or something. I, that was not my jam. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that's sort of something that grinds my gears a little bit, is when people say that they their favorite was Legends of the Hidden Temple because there were... Uh, there, while that was good, there were some way better show I mean, Nickelodeon Guts was really fun, actually. Really yeah, fun to it watch. It was like going on... Th- them on the aggro crag, that was some f- challenging schnip, you know? Also, you know what was also cool was... I thought Figure It Out was really cool. And I even submitted... We both submitted to try to be on that show some things Our that we inventions invented or not. Good. The tricks that we could do. <laughs> we're using some sort of markers and like... We try to invent things like... Like uh, some wire hanger stuff. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, so actually, dumb. But I actually like that show because it inspires kids to be creative, actually. To be, right, like, right. I think true. that's cool. I think what these shows are good for is, you know, there's... There's an inspiring kids to be more athletic and to be active, and I think that's a good thing. Um, And then also with Figure It Out, it's inspiring them to be creative. Um, Although you know, some of them were just like ridiculous. This one kid had a big, you know, rat tail. Who cares about that? You know. know, Anyway, I I think we can. Nick Arcade inspires kids to play video games. I love that idea. Um, That was my favorite growing up because it was just wow, you get to play video games. What a great game show! It's fun. Anyway, I think we've talked enough about this. Um, there's one thing I want to mention is uh, there are some new game show, like, podcasts, basically, where, I mean, there's that one with Scott... Uh, what's his name? Joplin. Uh, it, and it's, like, an app or something like that. And, oh, oh, Scott something or other... What's yeah, his name? Uh, I can't, uh, Rud, uh, res, res, something with it, I or, can't, I can't Redin, Redin, Rednitsky or something? Rednitsky. Something. But, um, you know... These things are popular, you know. It's an app, and he does this every day, and so really, I think it's people have always been in touch with game shows. I think that was always something that people wanted in their lives ever since the invention of, of even radio. Actually, you know, um, is well, no this I, idea I, I don't of compete of, of playing along. I don't know about the invention of radio. Of playing the idea of playing along with with uh, a contestant because you can live. You can forget about your troubles and uh, forget all your something, just or, go downtown. No, uh, I'm just joking. I was just quoting the song Downtown by Patula Clark. Um, no, you can just forget about your troubles, and it's like an escape, much much like movies are or television. Game shows are another form of escape where... Well, game show is on television. No, I know, but, but it's another form of escape where you're like, um, basically you feel yeah, like, you get oh, to be. I could be this person too, where, and it, it's more of an escape in the sense that it's more realistic because these people are, are real not people. actors, they're real people playing. And so you can escape and think, oh, maybe I can be this person and win a lot of money and not have to do my, you know, hard, laborious job um, anymore, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think that's what's kind of cool about board games or not board games which will be another topic eventually um, but that's what's cool about game, game shows yeah no game shows have been popular since television really started actually I think or at least since television really started hitting its stride in the 50s you know um, yeah game shows I'm I'm, I I'm game s- I'm game game shows I'm game thank you for tuning in to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki tune in next time